0: When I was last preaching here two weeks ago on a Sunday morning I talked of the birth of a special baby a special child the son of God, Jesus who came that our sins may be forgiven that we can have eternal life As we meet this morning, again in our reading, we have the birth of a baby, a special baby, the very first human birth, the first son in humanity, and also the second, because we have both Cain and Abel. Unfortunately, we hear nothing of their childhood, nothing of what Adam and Eve were like as parents, other than those words that Eve mentioned. She recognizes that that birth was a gift from God, that Cain comes with God's blessing upon her relationship with Adam. The boys grow up, Abel to the sheep field, and Cain to till the land, to work the soil, just as his father had been told earlier that he would work the land both then offer to God something of the product of their work. Both come to worship. For Abel, this was a prize sheep, the best of the flock. For Cain, it was some of his crops. And the Bible tells us that Abel's found favour... And Keynes was not favoured Last autumn in the evening services I was talking about the story of Noah. And I pointed out that although some of the animals entering the ark are considered clean and some are considered unclean, the language of the Lord on exiting the ark compared with that spoken to Adam in the Garden of Eden suggests that the early humans were vegetarian. And post ark they may eat meat. If that is a correct interpretation, then the sole purpose of Abel's flock must be to worship God or to get wool, perhaps, for clothing, but not raised for meat because Adam, Eve, Cain, and Abel would not be eating lamb for their roast dinner on a Sunday. The lambs, the sheep are bred for burnt sacrifice... to produce a pleasant aroma for God. It is their purpose. And that is what they are used for in this passage. They are brought before God as an offering. And so it is perhaps to be expected... That the thing designated to serve God is recognised by God and favoured by Him. Yet, down the ages, it has often been said that Cain should have done better. Abel brought the good stuff, Cain should have done better. He should have picked riper corn, a juicier fruit, something that was far more worthy. And we've probably heard such sermons, and when we do, we might develop a doubt in our mind about the worship that we bring. Do we bring a song that is the right song? Is our daily worship, at home, our reading of the Bible, our private prayers, are they worthy of bringing to God? And we might have become downcast, rather like Cain becomes in the passage. But the story does not say the offering was too small or too weak or too inadequate. The offering of Cain is not found with favour, but it is not found unfavourably either. It is said that God found favour in Abel's gift, but that might be expected because that is the thing bred for the purpose of worshipping God. God Does not at this stage disown Cain. He speaks to him. He tries to comfort Cain as Cain grieves the fact that his worship has not found favour. He speaks to him and says, Think about your actions. Be aware that jealousy can lead us to other sinfulness. We all know that doubts can nag and they can fester in the back of our mind. They grow. And we see what happens to Cain when that happens. He acts in a way that he knows he should not. He develops a plan and leads his brother to a field. And Abel becomes the first human in the Bible to die. It's not a death that comes through old age. It's not a death that comes through sickness that has crept upon him. It's not a death that comes through a dreadful accident It is a death brought by his own brother. Adam and Eve had been warned that eating the tree of the fruit of knowledge would lead to death. And here we have death. And it need not have happened. It need not have happened had Adam and Eve not eaten that fruit of the tree of knowledge. It need not have happened had Cain, instead of becoming jealous, delighted that his brother's worship had found favor. It need not have happened that had Cain paid attention to what the Lord said to him when he was downcast. And that he had become aware of the crouching animal of sin that pounced upon him. It need not have happened had at any time Cain chosen to change his mind. To go in a new direction and not take the life. I wonder how often we develop greed or jealousy... And switch from the idea of having what we need to desiring what we want. Bigger, faster, more powerful, extra shiny, better in every way imaginable, or forcing people to do things our way. That is the way of the world isn't it? It is how hatred grows even within different denominations within different sects of a faith when we see our neighbour doing something different, be it something that we think is good and that we want to do Or something that they are doing that is wrong and that we reject. Hatred and sin come into us. When our neighbor has achieved something, do we applaud them? Are we pleased for them for what they have done? Or do we get something in the back of our mind saying, Why them? Why not me? There is a thing that feeds upon us all. And that is sin. And evil is crouching near. And it can jump upon any of us we don't see it happening but it comes and it comes as it did sometimes in that garden of Eden to Cain's parents it slides up upon us it puts the question it nags away a little bit And we convince ourselves that if we just do it once, it's all right. Cain's actions are just like his parents. And our actions are sometimes a bit like Cain's. Adam and Eve tried to pass the blame onto each other of what they'd done. And then they tried to pass it onto the serpent. But the truth was known to God. We might try to deceive others. We might even get away with what we've done on earth. But our Heavenly Father sees all and knows all. Cain tries to hide the facts. He answers the Lord in a tangential manner. Am I my brother's keeper? How should I know where Abel is? Well, actually, yes, we are our brother's keeper. We are the keeper and carer of each other. We are to love our neighbor, not simply by having nice thoughts, but in practical loving action. There had been no love in Cain's heart. And God has no option but to bring judgment upon the killer. Doing something wrong has consequences for yourself and for others. Cain is expelled from the community. He must be a nomad, struggling to grow the crops that just will not grow. Again, a similar step to what happened to his parents. Expelled from Eden. And told that it will be hard to till the soil and there will be pain in childbirth. And that we might think is the end of it pain, grief, sorrow. But as with the expulsion from Eden. God continues to love. God continues to love Cain. Cain who had jealous thoughts. Cain who wouldn't listen to the Lord's teaching. Cain who goes and murders his brother. Cain who then lies about what has been happening. The Lord continues to love And he puts a mark upon him so that others may not take their vengeance against Cain. Whatever we have done, however bad it is, God continues to love us. That does not mean he is happy. But he continues to love. He wants us to change. He wants us to become people with love in our hearts like he has for us. But so often we don't come back to God. Perhaps the crux of what went wrong with Cain was a lack of relationship. Cain had worshipped God, but he wasn't truly thinking of everything that God wanted. The prophet Micah could see that was a problem with the people in his time too. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? He asks in Micah chapter 6. Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old, the bestest, the most fatted calf? Would that be the offering? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? And of course, the answer was no. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. As we come to worship God, it is to have a heart that is right, which is the important element. Whether a traditional hymn or new song that we've never heard before. It is where our heart is that God longs to know. And how our heart will be as we move on from this place as we go to live our life out in the world, as we talk with our neighbour, as we share things in our workplace, as we respond to the horrifying episodes that we see on the news, will we act justly? Will we love mercy? will we walk humbly with the Lord? People say things, do things, and think things out of greed and lust and jealousy. And out of that comes even greater disharmony. This passage is as much about us and our family life as those first two boys. So listen to the Lord. Don't let that crouching animal of sin attack you. But instead, delight in the gains of others. Applaud them. Ensure that the way of Jesus is what you seek. Not wealth, not glory, but honour the King of grace, the one who forgives and offers new life. Amen.